very good morning once again. Welcome to another beautiful, wonderful session of the Porters Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips at Kintola. I want to especially welcome you this morning to this beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made. We want to appreciate the Father for giving us a brand new day like this. Yes, this new day we are going to honor him, glorify him, bless his name, and continue to just reminisce on his love and kindness particularly in this month of September. The month of September has been one month that is uh, um, filled with, you know, variances and all kinds of, you know, uh, challenges and, 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 you know, if you will, troubles. But then we are also seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living. So I want to especially welcome you this morning. Uh, we, we like it or not, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, we will rejoice and be glad in it. So, uh, we're going to pray this morning, and then we're going to go into into the Word of God. Several things the Spirit of the Lord has been emphasizing and opening our eyes to see, and I hope that uh, once again this morning, as we allow Him to continue to lead us on and guide us in the light of His truth that our path will continue to shine forth with his light and glory. Father, we thank you. We rejoice in you this morning. We appreciate the fact that we are called of you, called by your name, to be part of this brand new day. Lord, even as we step into this day, this day that you have made, not the enemy, this is the day you have made, not the circumstance, not the challenges that we'll be facing, but you've made this day and you've given us this day. And your word declares that if we will ask, indeed, you will give us our daily bread. A bread that will sustain us, that will empower us, that will enable us, O oh God, to become, yes, indeed, lights, an example, a reflection of your glory. For that is what we desire. So, Father, this morning, as we step into this day, we ask, O oh God, that you will sustain us, you will furnish us, O oh God, with all that is required of us. That we will rejoice in you, O oh God. That our life, O oh God, will reflect your glory at all aspects, O oh God. That we will not just be mere followers and mere proclaimers and, and confessors. But that our life indeed will reflect the proximity of your reality in us. So we thank you. We honor you this morning. Continue to guide us and lead us. We ask for your Lordship this morning to be revealed in us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to obey, to follow to do your bidding, to do your desire, oh God. It's our desire to be Christians who practice that which you have written in your word. And so we pray this morning, help us, oh God, to close the gap between what we know and what we are supposed to be doing. We want to be practitioners of your word. Our life, oh God, is designed to be a reflection of your intention. So I thank you this morning, oh God, that once again you will find pleasure in us because our life will bring honor to your name. Jesus, we pray this morning that once again you will be formed in us. Holy Spirit, you have the ministry of forming Christ in men. So we yield to you this morning, Holy Spirit. May Christ be formed in our minds, in our thoughts, in our imaginations, oh God. May Christ be formed in our desire. May Christ be formed in our longings. May Christ be formed in our footsteps. We pray this morning that Jesus will be formed in every aspect that reflects, that defines who we are. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. Take your place. Have your way this morning. 
Yes, Father. We live in the authority of, of your word. We live in the authority of your desire. We live in the authority of your counsel. We pray once again that our life, oh God, be bound to your will. We pray once again that our life, oh God, be merged to your eternal desire, oh God. That the world will see Christ in us. That the world will see you, oh God, being reflected in everything we do. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. We thank you. We pray for your body, the church this morning. As, as many this morning that are going to various places of gatherings and worship. We pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that your truth, your word, your will, your counsel, Lord, will override everything that we do this morning. That will not honor you, Father. We pray that your word will wash those things, oh God, and remove them and flood them away. And you'll bring the people, oh God, to the position where they can hear and listen and do that which you desire. Thank you, Lord, that you will seize the mouth of every servant that you have ordained this morning to proclaim your word and to declare your counsel. We thank you, Spirit of the Lord. May your name be exalted. May your name be magnified. May your name, O oh God, indeed bring pleasure, O oh God, to men and women. We bless you, O oh God. We glorify you. We lift your name on high. Have your way. May your kingdom come. Take your place. Thank you. You're building yourself a church without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. Thank you for building a church without war. Thank you for building a church, oh God, that will honor you in this day of great compromise. Thank you, oh God, for building a church. Your church is first a position in our heart before it becomes a reflection to the world. And so we thank you this morning that we're going back to the base. We're going back to the bases and we're learning the things that we need to learn. We're learning the things that will make us stable. We're learning the things that will make us strong, oh God, in these days of great wind, in these days of great storm, in this day, oh God, where we are being buffeted here and there. We thank you, oh God, that you will continue to enable us to look into your word and find rest in that which you have spoken, oh God, that we will not be carried away by the multitudes of voices out there. But Lord, we will hear your voice and find rest within that which your spirit is saying. Your word says, let those who have the ears to hear hear what the spirit is saying you're speaking in this season in this hour and we've brought ourselves to that point of quietness oh god to listen to you again to be instructed to be guided to be directed so when we go out from here we can truly represent you without distortion it's my desire this morning oh god that those now be connecting oh god with this frequency will begin to indeed understand your intentions for this season. That our life, oh God, will bring glory and honor to your name. That the world, once again, when they look at us, they will indeed say, these are followers of Christ. As they call them in those days, in Antioch, Christians, they saw something that was different. They saw something that was completely, totally different from the, from the, from, from the belief system of the day, from the value system of the day, from the ideologies of the day. And they call them Christ followers. Father, so many names have been called. Yes, your church this day. So many names, oh God, your church is being called today. But Father, very, very little are called Christ followers. So we pray in the name of Jesus that we will break away from the identities and the names and the misrepresentations, oh God, that your church is buffeted with today. That we will become indeed that house, that system, that philosophy, that reflection that, that, that defines Christ in the earth. You say, by this shall men know that you are my disciples when you have true love, the love of the Father for one another. So we thank you 
that you will continue to form your life and your nature in us. That our life will continue to bring pleasure and glory to you in everything that we do. This is my prayer this morning. As we continue to look at the practicality of our spirituality, Father, that indeed we will reflect that which you desire, that which you long for, that which you want to see manifest in the earth. I pray once again, may your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. We live in a world that is ruled by two kingdoms, two systems. And Father, a lot of people today do not understand this. And therefore, Father, they are buffeted here and there and carried away by all kinds of influences. But we thank you this morning that our life, oh God, will reflect your intentions and your desire in everything that we do. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, once again, I want to especially welcome everyone this morning that is listening to me either on the radio or you're watching me on Facebook Live. I really want to appreciate you for connecting with me this morning. I'm thinking of something while this morning I was, you know, preparing and, and in fact, I was in the bathroom while I was thinking about this word, uh, you know, looking at some of the, you know, uh, uh, incidents that have been, you know, happening, buffeting our society in the past uh, uh, few weeks now. And, and I know that a lot of people really do not, you know, attend churches on Sunday. While we've got a lot of people who go to church, but we know that we also have a lot of people who don't attend churches. And, you know, we have tried to, you know, shy away from like a Sunday kind of a, a, a you know, a on, online um, meetings, you know, so that, you know, those who want to go to church can go to church and then they can come back and continue. But looking at some of the things that have been unfolding in terms of, you know, uh, you know, the, the society, all the issues of, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the battles and fighting and killings and you know and and the misrepresentation of what a man is and what women you know represent in society and all these things that you know government do not have a clear answer and a direction after all they, they do not have the spiritual know-how to be able to you know govern and and, and i began to see the the, the, the you know the, the need all right to have what you call you know a cyber church the cyber church, I'm not sure how long this, you know, will, 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 will take or I don't know how long the father will, you know, will have me do this. But I'm looking at something that we'll be able to start, you know, every Sunday, you know, just to minister to those people who, you know, find themselves not going to church at home because of the kind of, you know, situations they find themselves. You know, a lot of people are going through all kinds of things today that, they, first of all, they feel going to church, one, doesn't solve the problem. Secondly, they are too battered, too shattered, all right, too broken, that they don't even want to find themselves within the space or the community of the church. And, and, and so I, I feel there's a need. I mean, you've got close to about, if I'm not mistaken, I think they said we've got close to about 3 billion people on Facebook, all right, just on Facebook alone, 3 billion people. So you can begin to imagine, you know, the, 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 the ratio of people that are sitting at home, all right? I mean, who's going to be ministering to these people? Who, how did these people get to be ministered to? And, and, and who knows? You know, I just want to cast the net out there. All right. Jesus said, uh, you know, to, to Peter, he said, he said, cast your net to the other side. They said, we've told all night, we've caught nothing. All right. Jesus said, just go, do it again. At my word, Peter said, okay, I'm going to obey you. So basically what I'm trying to do is just to obey again the word of, of, of our Lord. All right. And see how we can cast the net, you know, on this world 
that is called you know cyberspace and so many so many things are happening online that i believe okay are actually shaping some of the characters and attitudes that we are seeing manifested today in society that is in fact bringing uh, disrepute not just you know to humanity you know to men to women and also but to the church and 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 to god so we we want to be able to speak into this area and minister life all right to those people who may not be going to church who may find themselves sitting at home and just want to watch some dstv or watch you know their netflix and all that okay but we can minister to them we can reach out to them we can bring the word of god across to them and so I'm really believing the Lord that the Father will give us enablement and grace again that, you know, we'll be able to do this. So uh, one of the things that I want to, you know, uh, uh, see how we can, you know, uh, uh, bring this in, in a very, you know, uh, uh, effective manner, all right, that we can reach people at home. I don't know how we can, you know, we can do that, but I, this is something I begin to feel so strong in my heart. I mean, there are a lot of things that we are doing. Many of the materials that we've been sharing, all right, are, are societal based. They they deal with the core, you know, issues that you know society is going through. They deal with the issues of you know how we see ourselves, how we understand ourselves, and I think there's still so much we need to discuss in, in terms of you know rediscovering our identity, particularly when you look at the history of south africa where we're coming from all right this is a nation that is still that is still you know suffering from you know the issues of the past this is a nation that is broken and and i don't think people really appreciate what it means when you're going through a situation i mean for all i care you may say well this nation has i mean has been you know, uh, uh, in in the political space for the past uh, since 2000 and is it 2004 now and all that 1994. I mean, we we we've, we've been through this process of you know uh, uh, you know po political you know uh, uh, transformation. <laughs> it's political, all right. But that that concept of of transformation has not filtered into individual lives. Okay, so so we're just basically dealing with the economic aspect, and that's what I, I mean. I, I I've seen since I came to this country. You know, I've been talking about, you know, a time bomb, all right, that, that has been planted that we need to defuse, all right? And we, every time you have this concept of xenophobia, you have this issue of racism, you have this, you know, these are all issues that speaks into what, you know, we have not dealt with. And I'm not going to, you know, you know uh, pass the blame on the government alone because, like I said, governments are humans. They are, they are blind humans. All government thinks about is, okay, how do we minister to an uh, 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 area of finance and economy? And, and with, even with that myopic concept, okay, you, you still find disparity. I mean, this is a nation that is still unequal when you talk about, you know, economic, you know, uh, uh, you know, realities. This is still a nation that is highly divided. We still have, you know, a, a, you know, a set of group, you know, of, of you know, of people living in South Africa that are that are still in control of eighty percent or of the wealth of this nation. So all those wealth redistribution speaks into so many things that we're dealing with today that is manifesting in homes, in families, among, among men, among women, in our schools. Everything seems to just be in a state of dysfunctionality. And there has to be somebody that is speaking into this area, particularly from a biblical perspective, because if we if we are seeking for answer, if we're looking for a way out, okay, we have to go back to the, the foundation. We have to go back to all right, the, 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 the original, you know, you know, pattern or definition of how you know we, we ought to live life. 
And so these are issues that particularly I'm, I'm looking into and I'm believing the Lord that we'll be able to find. And if, you, if you've been following me, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining me. Uh, uh, I see somebody connecting with us uh, this morning. Uh, uh, Salome uh, uh, Leone. I hope I'm, I'm right. Salome Leone, September. Thank you so very much for, for, for joining me this morning. I think this is the first time I'm actually seeing you connected. But I do appreciate the fact that you are connecting with me this morning. All right. Well, I, I know that Sunday morning, most people are, are, are going to church. But like I'm saying, I'm really trying to create a platform where we want to minister to those people who are at home. All right. I mean, after all, I've pastored for close to 20, you know, 22 years. All right. This is my, you know, 30 years in ministry. All right. So, so I've seen, I've seen the two extremes. I've seen the different aspects and, and we need to begin to speak, you know, truth to ourselves in terms of really dealing with the core, because if church is not speaking into, if church is not, you know, uh, answering the questions that, you know, men are, are grappling with, you know, on the inside. If, if we're not, if, 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 if church becomes just a position, a place where we get entertained, you know, we, we worship and we, we praise and we do all those things that have become so monotonous. They've become so ceremonial and we are not really speaking into the core. We're not, we're not helping people to be transformed. We're not empowering them to be, you know, reflect form to be empowered to be developed to rediscover their position their identity and their manhood all right and their womanhood and all these things if we're not bringing answer and, and, and solution to those areas then basically our our you know our so-called gathering is just to me you know a waste of time all right the bible says we are the light of the world we are the salt of the world not of ourselves we're not the light of the church we're not the salt of the church we are the light of the world we are the salt of the earth it means that we are we are we are supposed to be lit up to go shine the light in the midst of darkness. So so if we're not doing that, something then is wrong with our theology. Something then is wrong with our belief system. Thanks so much, Sister Tina. I thought you'd be in church this morning. Uh, uh, you know, so something must be wrong with our theology. All right, and I'm you know I'm way done with that. You know, years ago I'm way done with religion and tradition. You know, I, I know a lot of pastors have called me all kinds of name. Okay, I don't believe in church. I do believe in church. <laughs> After I still have friends who are pastors, who are leaders. But I'm saying that who minister to those people who are outside? You know, the four walls of the church. Who speaks to them? Who minister? Because those are the people indeed that are causing many of these problems. You know, that we're facing in society. Or you know, all the killings and I mean. For goodness sake, why will a man, all right, go kill his own children, hang them up? To me, I, I can't, I can't get that off my mind. You know, to me, that is not just another story. You know, that that is trendy. You know, on media, on social media, and that will pass. Then another story will come, and then that will trend, and then that will pass away. These are issues that we need to deal with. These are issues begging for answer. That I can tell you, the government do not have answer for these things because these are things, amen, that are not just you know social based. These are these are challenges, all right, that are spiritual, all right, that are manifesting on a social platform. Yeah. Yes, because something ministers to that man, all right. There's something that 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 went off. Right? There's something that did, you know that 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 sparked off in his brain, in his mind. That you look at the child that you gave birth to, the child that you love, the child that you raised up, the child that you supporting, and suddenly you kill that child because of the way you know your wife or your partner responded to you. I, I mean, you you cannot go kill somebody else because. Uh, 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 um, 
this person says i'm divorcing you i'm leaving you so something definitely is wrong with that person's identity you see there's an issue of identity dysfunctionality all right that the enemy capitalizes on so when we don't know who we are when we don't understand what we have been designed for i mean for goodness sake you can't go jump into 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 the ocean because somebody decides to leave you or you the man decide to walk away all right you, you've got to understand that your life is not hanged around you know uh, uh, somebody's belief or somebody's affirmation so these are all things that we need to begin to talk about you know you know that's why you know this thing that we're talking about it has to do with practical practical i keep emphasizing that thing practical biblical living all right i can be living in 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 the midst of fire and i'll still continue my walk and I'll still continue my, my work and not allowing that fire to distract me to the point where or I, I go harm somebody else because somebody said no to me or because I'm not getting what I'm supposed to get or because I feel disappointed. I feel, you know, uh, uh, you know, jittery. Come on. We, we've got to find who we are. So this is a nation that needs to find or, you know, our identity. And I'm speaking generally or right, just to South Africa, because like I said, whatever is happening, manifesting on the platform of xenophobia, on the platform of racism, on the platform of, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, men killing women or killing children or even maybe women, you know, because we look at one side, we don't look at also the other side. All right. That, that it takes two to tango. All right. So what pushes this men to the point where they react so bad to the point of killing? We need to address that. So because if we blame, if we keep just blaming, you know, men are terrible, men are shit, men are this and and we don't look at, okay, but what is pushing men to do these things? What is pushing men? What, what's, go, what's going on in their brain? What, what is it that is not right, alright, that is making them react? In, if we're not dealing with that, the problem will continue to reoccur again. Because I tell you, legislation don't change people. Legislation can change people. Laws, we pass laws. <laughs> people will break law. You send them to prison. They will come out again and they will still do the same. In fact, people, people that are sent to prison, when they leave prison, they become 10 times worse. I mean, that is clear. That's statistics. All right. That some of the, some of the most notorious, you know, uh, uh, killers today are, are in fact built within the prison wall. So, so do we have prison wall system that really rehabilitate people? We don't have that. And these are all issues, you see, that I'm, 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 I'm thinking about. I'm, you know, trying to, you know, process in my mind, in, in my brain. Because, you see, when somebody like me that is called into a nation, sent into a nation, I cannot afford to allow, you know, the four walls of a church to limit me or to stop me from understanding what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. This is a nation today begging for you know for leaders begging for answer thank you brother Ria, for joining this morning all right this is a nation that is begging for answer crying all right i mean look at our god you know our president for all i care i mean i believe in ramaphosa i pray for him i'm i'm still praying for him but you can see that this man has been pushed to a wall that you could see on his face that he seemed not to have an understanding you know i always tell people you know it's easy to criticize leadership until you are put you know put in a position of leading then you realize how complex leadership is and this is what we're seeing today our, our, you know our leader the president seemed to be very confused and we need to pray for him we need to continue to pray for him i remember when the election you know when uh, when in fact when he was sworn in i remember one of the things that i said is when he declared the concept of new dawn and i said i said remember when when we when we strike new dawn new dawn began from 
you know, a second past 12 midnight. That's when new dawn begins. So it's still going to be dark. And it's like, that's a prophetic word that I gave. And a lot of people did not get it. They didn't get it, you know, because it's easy to proclaim new dawn. But guess what? New dawn begins from a second past 12. So you're still going to be experiencing what I call the midnight hour. Yes, you're still going to be experiencing all kinds of darkness, corruption, perversion, iniquity. So for a president to declare new dawn, he must have a lot of light. <laughs> he must have a lot of strength, capacity. He must have a lot of, you know, people around him who have some of the best of the expressions of light. Or else that proclamation and declaration will be quenched. Because there are forces that want to stop, they want to hinder, they want to make sure that, you know, his proclamation don't come true. And the, the purpose is, amen, they, they want to stop the progression of this nation. And so when you see all that is manifesting, let, let, let's stick our eyes. And I, I know it's painful and I know we can become sentimental. I mean, I'm a Nigeria. I mean, so, you know, when, when you look at all this thing that has been done to some of the Nigeria, you feel, you feel for the people. So, but, but I understand what is happening. I understand that when somebody... Or who has been who has been hurt for a long time, okay, has not been given the opportunity to be healed. Listen to this. What you're gonna receive is a reprisal. What you're gonna get back, all right, even in trying to love that person, amen, is you know, is a is a rejection of your love. Okay, that person is going to you know be in a defense mood. You understand? I mean, a woman that has been that has been that has been jilted three three times finally met a man who says, I love you, I want to marry you, I want, in fact, I'm gonna do everything. That woman is going to be on a defensive. So, so what, 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 what's your agenda? All right. Uh, so, okay, you're buying me this. So, what, what's your plan? So, you want to control me again? You, so, the person will be processing this love from the same old mindset of her past because she's got three experience of rejection, of battering, of of bruise, of you know, of of you know, of abuse. So you think the fourth person coming, you think that, you know, that person will just walk into her life and then she's going to say, oh, wow, welcome into my life. No, you're going to you're going to get all kinds of, you know, rejections and, 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 and you know, re re reprisal. But, but if you're determined that you truly love amen, that, that person, time amen, will prove. So so we, we and unfortunately, some people don't get out of that. That's the truth. Some people don't get out of the, you know, their mess, out of their dysfunctionality. And, and, and we need to understand that. But I believe we can manage, all right, what is going on, you know, in our, in our nation and vis-a-vis -vis, vis -vis in our continent to the degree that we can begin to, all right, uh, uh, speak into these various areas that look so complex. But they're, 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 not, they're not complex in the eyes of the Lord. So my, my point is... I, I, in the next, I don't know for how long I'm going to do this, okay? But I want to speak, you know, to people who don't go to church on Sunday, who are at, at, at home, who are just, you know, sitting down, maybe watching some nice movie and, you know, but, but God wants to use them. God, God, God's plan still, you know, God still has a plan for them. In fact, I'm going to read that scripture. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of scripture this morning. But, but there's that scripture in, in Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, I know the plans that I have for you. The plans to prosper you. The good plans. The, God's plan for us, they are still good plans. They are still plans to prosper us, to, to, you know, to bring us to his ordained purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for our life. But you see, that is his promise. That is his intention. It is left for us now to, you know, agree with that intention, buy into that intention, and begin to allow, amen, his process that would develop and empower us to make that intention become a reality. Or else, it would just be a promise. 
I, I don't want the promise of God for my life to remain a promise. I want to agree with the promise. You see, so first of all, some of the things we've got to begin to understand and do is, amen, to divorce ourselves from the wrong belief, from the wrong, you know, uh, concepts and ideologies and, and philosophies and belief system that we have come to imbibe. All right. We were looking at uh, some scripture yesterday and we're going to go back to some of the scripture. One of the scripture that we looked at is Luke chapter 6 uh, 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 and uh, Romans chapter 12. I really want to welcome, thank you uh, so much uh, Pastor Edgar for joining again this morning. I appreciate the connection. Uh, uh, we want to look at a few scriptures. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's, let's, let's start from, um, and we should start from Romans. A couple of scriptures I want to look at. So like I said, <clears throat> Excuse me. We want to start something that is called Cyber Church. And Cyber Church basically is to minister to Christians at home <clears throat> who are not going to church for some reason or the other, or unbelievers who maybe I just. They don't just like the idea of going to church because of the things they've seen. And the truth is, there are all kinds of things that we've seen today in the church that will disappoint, that will discourage any person from going to church. And that's a reality. There's no two ways to describe that. And there are people who are backslidden. All right? There are people who are backslidden and they're no longer going to church. And so they're at home. But there's nobody to minister to them. All right? So, we want to look at this group of people. All right? And, uh, and also, that you also have some people who just say, look, I want to take time off from the church, the church scene, the church community and all that. I just want to be at home. Alright? Who knows? Maybe God wants to speak to them. So, these are kind of people that I want to reach out to. So, I'm looking at something. Like I said, this is something that just occurred to me uh, uh, while I was having a bath, you know, just before coming this morning. You know, uh, so I'm thinking about it, but it's something that I feel needs to be done, particularly when you look at all that has been unveiling itself, that has been happening in our society, in our community, and, and particularly in the nation of South Africa. All right, this is a nation that is begging for healing. All right, and healing comes through leadership, through affirmation, through you know a, a, a process. This is not something. This is not a touch and go. You have to be there. If, if you're not ready, all right, to 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 be to you know to to walk the road. If you're not ready to lead the people. If you're not ready. If you're just gonna be a nice Christian, you you, you cannot deal with this. All right. So this takes a governmental prophetic you know a capacity. All right, and, and and I believe this is what I've been doing for the past you know. You know, 50, 15 years, all right, since I've been in this nation, I, I've been trying as much as possible to speak, all right, the word of God into, you know, the consciousness of the society. We want to minister to, you know, to, to the consciousness of the society. You know, this, this, this nation is going through so much, but unfortunately, it's a nation that has been desensitized, all right? It's a nation that has been desensitized. It's a nation that is in denial, all right. You see, when you're desensitized and you're living in denial, it's difficult for you to even see truth and, and embrace it. And I understand, like I said, we're coming from a you know a, a backdrop where all kinds of you know uh, 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 all kinds of things that happened based on you know the past, based on the past. I'm just removing my socks. It's hot here now. Uh, you know, it's it's hot. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, I just say it's hot. Yes, it's hot. But but I I, I I was just about to say that because because of where we're coming from, all right, we, we're coming from a backdrop where 
people have been in prison. If, if you look at the demography of South Africa, I mean... I wish people would begin to study this nation. We need to study South Africa. This is a, this is a nation that we need to write a textbook on, all right? And just look at this as, you know, as a formula in dealing with issues. I mean, this is a nation that the whole world today celebrates, you know, the, the you know, uh, uh, South African, you know, uh, uh, you know, constitution as a model. Can you believe that? The entire world. They, I mean, they celebrate the constitution of South Africa as a model, as a, as a, you know, prefer model of you know what governance is of what you know uh, uh, you know leadership should should represent. But that is just in a book. That is just in a book. That does not reflect. All right, what is going on in the nation? So that that is a lie. That is deception. All right. If you if you look at the the, the constitution of South Africa, and the truth is, South Africa is one of the best constitution. So the fact that we have the knowledge about how you know we should be governed does not mean that we are practicing that and the reason for that is because whatever it's establishing the constitution basically becomes a law so people take advantage of that which has been written in the constitution without amen that value system that is designed or that has been crafted in the constitution you know, as as being what defines the model, the the values, the the principle of you know people living within within the within the state. So 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 th th there's a chasm. There, there is there is that concept that looks yes, this is who we are in, in constitutionally. But you look at the underside, you you see a, a total different person, and you're wondering. But yes, because they are not speaking into each other. And they cannot speak into each other because the people who wrote the constitution, they wrote it, amen, with the, with the idea of, okay, trying to find unity and love and all that. But certain things that ought to have guided, amen, the formation of this constitution were not in place. So you, you find disparity, you still find division. How do you write a constitution in a situation where, you know, 80% of the wealth of this nation is still in the hand of few people. And you call that amen, an accepted constitution. That must be a lie. But I can understand why that was written because they, they needed to you know, get rid of the armed struggles and all that. Yes, but I don't think they had enough, enough, enough discussion. But that's not the point that I'm making because even if you have the best constitution, I'm just trying to, you know, pick the mind of those who put this constitution down. I mean, even look at the TRC back then in the TRC. I mean, you, you, I mean, there were people who were not allowed to, you know, to, to express themselves. You know, the, 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 the TRC itself was not, was, was, was not holistic because certain people, all right, will not will not own up, and and those who own up, all right, and in fact, many of the blacks that wanted to speak were not given the opportunities to speak. So, so, so many things, you know, were wrong in the in the in the in the in the democratic foundation, you know, of establishing, you know, you know, the democratic South Africa. That 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 thing was 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 not, you know, put in place. Was not excuse me. Was not was not properly configured. And, 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 and I tell you, we will we, we'll continue. 
You see, all that is happening today in South Africa, if we don't fix some of the things that I'm talking about, they will still happen again. I remember when this xenophobia thing happened in 2000 and in 2008. I remember I said that this thing is going to happen again. And it has happened. This is about the, three or three, the fourth time now this thing has happened since 2008. So, so, and it will happen again. It, in fact, it's going to happen until we begin to address certain things that needs to be you know, addressed within the core, within the very structure, within the psyche Amen. Of the society itself, there's a need that we go through. Amen. A process of healing. It's in this healing that we begin to redefine our identity, and that's going to take leadership. And I hope, amen, somebody like you know uh, the president, Sir Ramaphosa, will you know will, will will offer himself, all right, to do this. That you see, South Africa does not need a political leader. South Africa needs, all right, a true leader. You see, there's a difference between a political leader and a true leader. A political leader will be looking for. You know, you know, all kinds of loopholes, okay, you know, to, to keep himself, you know, ourself in power, all right? They, they'll be looking for things, okay, we'll do X, Y, Z, you know, so that we can remain in power. You see, a true leader, if you will, I, I give Mandela, you know, uh, you know a, a, a pass mark. I'm not saying he's a, he's a perfect leader, he's not a perfect leader, all right, because he's part of, you know, the whole idea of the compromise, okay? And sometimes you need to compromise, all right, to, to move on. But the next person ought to take, you know, that new face of leadership and, and bring it to, you know, position where you address the things that was not dealt with in the past, all right? So, so a, a political leader will, will speak things that, you know, that is populist, that people want to hear, all right, that will give him or her a leverage and, and, and a voice. He said, but a leader doesn't mind to, to be there once, but a leader leaves a mark. A leader leaves an impression. A leader brings a change. A leader may not be able to change everything, but a leader faces one area. You see, that's why these people, when they, I mean, somebody like Mugabe now, he's dead, he's gone. I mean, Mugabe began as a good leader. He began as a good leader, but guess what? At some point, you know, this idea of position and authority and power and affluence and, and money and materialism got into his brain. He had a good intention to liberate his people, but, but you see, because this, you see, fallen humans do not have the capacity to lead. Fallen humans do not have the capacity to, to truly lead because you have to lead in, 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 a, in a selfless self, you know, selfless attitude. You know, if you want to lead and, and you have an agenda, you see, all that I'm doing and every day I try to check myself, all that I'm doing, I'm doing it from a position of selflessness. If, 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 if an agenda begins to come into my brain one day and say, yes, I need to be known, I need to get this, I need to get that so that guess what the enemy is going to come in and the enemy will look this look for the slighted opportunity look for the slight the slightest you know opening all right and take advantage yes and and it will become an issue of you know uh, uh, uh you know politicizing leadership you can't politicize leadership you can't politicize leadership and then it, be, it becomes a thing of it, it is us against them i mean the, the, the man that was close to mugabe the most he he, he, he killed the man mugabe killed him in the name of subordination, he killed him. And that, that's what happened when you get to a point where you begin to see everybody around you as a threat. Then it means that something is wrong with your leadership. And this is the problem we have today in Africa, vis-a-vis -vis the entire world. All right, That we think that because we're good 
and therefore there cannot be somebody better than us and therefore nobody can do what no no you do what you need to do and, and and i thank god for somebody like mandela and that's why i say i appreciate mandela for what he did he did what he did amen and he left I mean, that guy could have continued to rule and nobody would stop him after all he's the hero basically i mean he would have continued but he was showing an idea of leadership to a people that were not ready for leadership and in leadership, all right, you do your part and you let the next person take, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the batting and continue, all right. But, but if if you do, if you're gonna do something like that, you've got to lay us, you've got to lay a strong foundation. You've got to lay a strong foundation, and that foundation must become a system. You know, systems don't change. People may change. You can change leadership, but you don't change system. When you put system in place, strong system in place, you see, they, they, you you can't change it. That is leadership. Leadership must seek to put structure, system in place, infrastructure, things that will continue to speak towards the direction. Like we're saying today, I keep saying it, I've been saying it for a long time and I'm going to say it again. South Africa do not have a coherent leadership structure that is pointing us to where we're going. Where are we going as a people? What defines us? You know, the China, will, the Chinese people will come and tell us this is what we should do. We do it. Then, they, it, then it's the Americans, it's the West. All right? So as a nation that is, is a communist, that is from China, then it's, then it's dancing to, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Western European. I mean, it, it's like we just cut. And we, 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 we need to understand the hegemony of nations. We need to understand that, but we also need to understand, amen, that one thing defines us, and that is something that I've not seen yet. All right, we, we, we talk about the, the national the national development plan. You cannot have a national development plan if you don't have amen, a national vision. All right, we can't talk about you know growing the economy. We can't talk about hello, this is not what I'm supposed to be talking about. <laughs> I'm supposed to be dealing with some, you know, things that deals with, you know, our spiritual practical. Okay, we get there, but but let's let, let me just let me release this steam. It's like it's a steam that's been boiling up. Let me release it. All right. You cannot talk about a national development plan when we don't have a national vision. What defines us? I want to. You see, when I was running a church, all right. One of the things, if you if you enter our church, one of the first thing you're going to see, all right, is what defines who we are as a church, as a people. And guess what? This this vision, you know, changed as a season changes as the Lord. In fact, in fact, the name of our church, you know, changed as the as the seasons of God in our life changes. You see, that's how a leader should lead. We but but the structure, the identity, who we are, the value system do, does not change. But as we continue to, there was a time we began a church. In fact, back then we started a church by, by the name the Militant Church of God. I was the Militant Church of God. That was crazy. I mean, you don't want to start a church today naming it Militant Church of God. And the reason for that is because I understood that we needed a church that is vibrant, that is strong. You see, we were building the and that was in the midst of where people were just running after prosperity and materialism but i knew i knew that we needed to build a church that is militant in terms of intercession in terms of prayer all right in terms of you know breakthrough so we called that church the militant church is still the same church later on the lord began to minister to us all right we, we then we, we we develop what we call the house of refuge now i'm telling the name of our church one church then we, we, we within the church became house of Ref house of refuge voice of restoration yes the voice of restoration in fact i think that was the last name we 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 had no no the first name we ever had was 
word life yes 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 i we used to run uh, we used to run a fellowship called word life in other words your word becomes you know the word of god becomes the life you live word life ministry that was that was the first name then from word life we moved to the militant church yes then from the militant church then we came to what was later known as house of refuge the voice of restoration center that was the last church i passed to but it's one church but you see, as, as, as season, as we move in the seasons of God, the seasons of God, we, we capture the seasons of God in our life via the name we bear. Because the name, you see, the name you bear is an identity that reflects, amen, your mandate and your mission. But, but our value system still remains the same. All right? We still represent Christ. We are still amen, a voice. We are still out there speaking the, the things of God. But the name, hallelujah, begins to define to us where we are going. You see, every business, every nation must be able to, you know, capture where they are, who they are, amen, via a name. That's why till today, listen to this, you, you, you ask yourself, how do you call a nation South Africa? South Africa is not a name. South Africa, amen, is, is the name of a continent. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm in trouble now. South Africa is the name of a continent. The name, the name you bear defines your identity. And they say, what's your name? You say, my name is Jacob. They say, you're the son of the supplanter. You're the supplanter. <laughs> they say, you cannot go with the name Jacob. So he had to wrestle all night. Amen. And they gave him another name. They said, today you'll be called Israel. You are a prince with God. I think the beginning of this nation will begin to change when we change the name South Africa. Because South Africa is the name of a continent. It's Southern Africa. One nation cannot be bearing the entire, the entire identity of a region. You say South Africa. It's like saying, you know, uh, South uh, uh, um, Morocco. You, you, you've got to find Amen. Your identity. What, 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 what defines who we are? This is what leadership is all about. A leader must be able to say, this is who we are. Your name defines who you are. And your name defines where you're going. And when you achieve that, if God wills, you, you improve, you, you develop. But, it, but I hope somebody is getting the, what, what, what I'm talking about. So, so let, 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 let's not, so my, 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 my point is all that is happening in South Africa, they all connect. Feminism, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, xenophobia, racism, you know, you know, and all these things, they, they're all interconnected. So, so let's not separate them. They're all interconnected. You, you see, it's not just about South African ki killing foreigners. No, it's about South African killing South Africans. It's about South African killing their own children, killing their own wives, killing their own husbands. It's about South African women, hallelujah, disrespecting, hating their own men. Come on. We, we've got to deal with this harvesting holistically because... I, we cannot afford to be, you know, dilly-dallying and, and be separating them. No, you've got to deal with them as a whole. As a whole. This is a nation crying for healing. You know, the, 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 if you look at what the, what the complexity of a nation, you look at South Africa, you, you're looking at different di, di, different ideologies, okay? When you deal with the colors, it's a different, it's a different ideology. I mean, dealing with the colored nation is a total different people. You're dealing with the blacks, all right? The Zulus and the, the Kosas, these are different dimension of existence. Then you're dealing with the white, it's like they're in a different world. It's like everybody living in, the, in their world. 
So the idea of a rainbow nation is truly not, you know, uh, you know, coherent. It, it, that concept is like we're tolerating ourselves. You know, how it is when when there is war in a home and, and everybody is trying to be civil. <laughs> <laughs> we're all trying to be civil okay we we, we, we don't we, we try not to cross our path okay you stay on your path as because in fact that is how you know uh, 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 you know the idea of you know uh, uh, apartheid you know has structured the nation that thing has not been broken it's still there the structure and the system of apartheid is still there you see these are things we need to be speaking into I mean, you, you, you can have, I mean, just look at the concept of Santin and Alexandra. I mean, what, dif, what separates Santin from Alexandra is just a bridge. Yet, these are two worlds apart. You, you cannot compare. One aspect is defining the financial hub of not just South Africa, but of the continent of Africa. Santin. Just on the other side of something, it, it's, a, it's a reflection of what poverty is. How do you begin to comprehend that? But that is a typical definition of what defines the nation of South Africa. You see, these are things we need to be dealing with as men of God, as people of God. These are things that should be giving us sleepless nights. And it's like that, all right, in all the regions. In all the regions. And that's where there is always conflict. There's always conflict. There's always conflict. You see, I remember when I was in... Uh, uh, um, when I was in Johannesburg. In a place called Ennerdale. Pastor, I'm sure you remember Ennerdale back then. I was in Ennerdale. And I used to, you know... Uh, uh, I used to help, you know, this church called Heart Triple C. You know, the, the, the man of God has gone been with the Lord now. It's late now. But a very good friend of mine back then. You know... And uh, they, they have the largest church in that area. And I used to assist them, you know, and all that. And I could remember sometimes I used to say, you know, say, with, you know, say to them, you know, that you guys are living on this side. It's not like the Enadel is a, such a, you know, extraordinary, nice place. But comparing Enadel to the other side called, is a fine town. Yes, I think it's fine town. Now, fine town is... Um, you know, is, 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 is a shack community, you know, people, people living in shack and all this thing. And it's just a bridge from fine town to Enadel is just a bridge. You just cross a bridge. And I, I used to say to the, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to these pastors and some of his friends, when they come together in the afternoon, we finish service, everybody come together to eat. And I used to say, I said, you guys are in trouble. You're in big trouble. And like, what's the, what's the trouble? I said, do you guys minister to those guys on the other side called fine town? And, you know, and this, all this, you know, shock. So, well, we try to minister to them. I said, if you guys don't try to take whatever you guys have here and try to assist the people there, you guys are not going to be able to sleep. Because, I mean, they will be coming, you know, breaking into your house and stealing and doing all. So the best way to, you know, to assist these people is to, I mean, even if the government is not doing it, you guys need to come together and say, okay, how do we bring, you know, support? How do we bring some infrastructure to that area? Because if you don't do it, Guess what? They, they will forever be breaking into your car, stealing your cars and doing... And they always still laugh. And, but guess what? At a point, we began to see that happen. I mean, you don't, you don't need a, rock, rock, a rocket science you know, uh, uh, mindset to, to understand these things. 
So, so these are some of the problems. And these are what I call the landmines of apartheid. These are things that, these are the things we've inherited from apartheid that needs to be fixed. South Africa is an uneven land. It's an uneven land. There's so many disparities. So, so I can understand if if people are pointing finger, you know, to you know, to people who look to be who look to be better than them, who, who talk better than them, who who sound better than them, who seem to be wiser than them, and look at them and say, no, these are the people that are our problem. These are the people who are stopping us from succeeding because th- that is what we do when you have been shattered and broken. You play the victim. That 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 is a that's a belief. That's a human nature. It's not a South African thing. That's a human nature. All right, you play the victim. It's because of them. Have you noticed that when the, you know fight comes between husband and wife and it gets to that boiling point, all right, where you know they're thinking of divorce? You know, if you sit in the midst of counselors, the the point blames. The point blanks. No, no, no. It's because he did this. It's because of it's because of you that I'm not able to do this. It's no, no. That is because you want to defend yourself. In defending yourself, you have to, you know, uh, 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 you know, play the you know the blame game. You have to look for, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a victim. All right. You you defend yourself. You look for a victim. In fact, most time you play the victim. So so what I'm saying is these are these are all psychological problem. But but beyond psychology, this is not something psych- psychology can deal with. Amen. We need to understand the psychological aspect, but we need a spiritual, you know, answer. Halabashiamda. And this is the difference that the church has been given authority. The Bible says God has given us authority. He's given us wisdom. You know, this morning, I'm, I'm reading the scripture with my children. I just finished having devotion with them before I came here. And one of the things, we're looking at the book of Proverbs. And one of the things I, I was sharing with them is, if, if, if we continue to allow God to remain in our heart, it prevents the enemy from suggesting bad thoughts. Because Bad thoughts, you cannot, you cannot, you can't prevent it. You can't prevent, you know, you know, evil thoughts. They come. They come. Just like you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. Evil thoughts come to us all the time. But I was saying to my children, look, if, if we con- constantly allow the word of God to dwell in our hearts, okay? When evil thought comes, the word of God, and, and the idea is, you know, maybe a friend says come let's go do something that is bad or let's you know you know it's, it's the, the devil or a thought suggests that you must hit your brother or you do something to your sister all right but 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 if you allow the word of god to dwell in your heart the word of god you know becomes a voice of god in you that tells you no 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 don't do that samuel no that's not right that's not right don't do that i say because you allow god's word to dwell in your heart you see you have an advantage to do what to, to listen to God and to resist that thing. I said, but if you if you don't allow God's word to dwell in your heart, first of all, you don't have the fear of God. Because the Bible says, you know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Is the fear of God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. So in, in a situation where the fear of God is not in our life, where we have not allowed the fear of God, amen, into our life, guess what? Evil <laughs> takes the day. We just continue in evil. I mean, look at the man who killed his children. Four children. How oh, Lord, help me. Help me. I mean, the guy in the court, we saw him, is weeping. And I'm saying to myself, a demon ministered to this guy. A spirit ministered to this guy to, to do this thing. So, if, if, if the structure, if, if the parent of that child, you know, while he was growing, and I'm going to be sure, 
sh sharing some principles this morning with us that I just you know put down this morning. I call it I call them the circle of life. The circle of life. Beautiful concept that the Lord dropped in my spirit this morning. You see, if the parent of that man who grew up, you see, because I always say that many of us, you know, are children trapped in, you know, in uh, um, in an adult body. You see, many of us we are we are, we are still we're still children, though we are trapped in this adult body. Oh, people look at us; it's all grown. No, no, no. But something on the inside of you is still crying because you know the things that ought to have build certain values in you we're not there we're not there we're not there so you you can grow up and and now you have all these things but that's you know dysfunctionality that lack of care that seeking of identity that seeking of affirmation is still there and whenever you don't get it guess what you react you play the victim you 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 throw you throw off all kinds of tantrum and people are like what's going on here and in the name of anger you wonder but what have I done? That's because certain things on the inside is craving for for healing is craving for you know for 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 for, for love for restoration we, we're seeking for love in all kinds of things and that's why you, 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 listen to this when you find a situation where you know the society craves for entertainment it tells you something about the society it tells you that there's something amen, that is that is that is not you know properly aligned within the structure of that society i mean if you look at you know places like the west america right now where entertainment all right defines you know you know one of their gdps in terms of income you understand? It tells you that this is a society that is weak. It's a society that is that is you know that is crying and craving. Okay, for you know for, for you know for for identity. Yes, yes. They, they they crave for being entertained to be entertained. Amen. It's a crave. It's, it's a reflection. It's a sign that something is wrong with your with your with, with your belief system. Listen to this. I'm not saying that entertainment is wrong, but when it becomes what drives. You see, if you want to sell anything that is entertaining, bring it to South Africa, you sell it. Look at Netflix. Netflix came to South Africa, boom, they made it. The same thing with Showmax. The same thing with, I mean, look at all the houses. I mean, most of the houses where, you know, they're built with shacks and people, you can see poverty there. But just look at this house. You're going to see a DSTV there. That tells you a lot. That tells you a lot about the psyche of the society. So uh, these are things that it takes maturity to understand and to deal with. And when I look at these things, I, I don't see it as something that, you know, is evil. I see it as something that needs, you know, a desperate answer and solution to it. Because you have to pay for that DSTV while you're still struggling. You know, in fact, you don't even have money for electricity, but you know you have to pay your DSTV and all that. So you, 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 you will see, you know, misplaced priority. Sometimes when you look at these things, they, they, they sound overwhelming, but they're not overwhelming if we know what to do, if we know how to deal with this thing. But we cannot begin to deal with this thing, guess, friends, if we are not ready, first of all, to be real. If we're not ready, amen, to move away from the facade, to move away from, you know, the false identity, the false beliefs that we have imbibed, all right? As I said, one of the most dangerous things that can happen to a person, amen, is to believe in a lie. False belief. Because when you believe in a lie, I tell you, nobody's going to help you. Nobody can help you. When you believe in a lie, nobody can help you. So that is a major challenge. 
<laughs> yes, my sister, it's Asian. <laughs> this, is, this is reality. This is reality. So we, 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 have to, we have to begin to think of how to systematically engage our psyche, how we believe. So, so when the scripture says in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to this world, all right? But be, be rather be transformed. In fact, let's read it. Let me not just quote it. Let's, let's, let's read it. Verse, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I'm just going to quickly do this. My one hour in recording, it's over. So let's just.